What's up all you beautiful Pokemon fans? We're back with another episode. I'm your host, Pokenoob, or Keegan, and I got my two co-hosts, Jill. Hello. And Ian. What's up? So before we break into our spooky events for today, I just want to know how you guys are doing. Ian, what's up? What's up this week? Uh, same old, same old, really. Just, uh, thinking about trying out the new update for Sword and Shield, but I'm like... Not quite sold on it yet. I'd like to watch a little bit before I even bother paying for it. Okay, okay. So, uh, Jill, how you doing? Good. Um, I actually got out of the house for once this weekend. I went camping with Keegan and Jirachi, and uh, I think I'm going to get a little bit more into, you know, Jirachi on the camping trip for what did he do this week, because there's some pretty funny stuff that happened. Oh yeah, I can definitely agree with you on that. We got a pretty large amount of Jirachi and camping for this week. But um, we have a bit of a spooky episode here planned today. We're going to do our normal uh, order of events, but this week we're going to kind of add a bit of a Halloween-esque to them. We're going to kind of try to relate them to, you know, the scarier side of Pokemon. But before we get into... All that good spookiness. We're going to start off with the Pokey News of the Week with Ian. Alright, so for this week in Pokemon News, uh, as I mentioned in the introduction, the new update just recently came out for uh, Sword and Shield. And it's not exactly an update, it's actually the second update to the DLC that came out. And so it is called the Crown Tundra. And you can get it if you purchase the entire expansion pass for $30 and obviously you also have act, have to have access to the base game. So with this, if you do not want to buy this second update, there are still some newer Pokemon that you can come across. Um, quotes on the newer because most of them are actually from older generations actually just being reintroduced into Sword and Shield. However, from what I've seen so far, it looks alright, but I haven't seen any impressive reviews that have 100% sold me on it. I will say so far, though, that it isn't awful, and I guess that's the best compliment I can give to it. Okay, so for the DLC, the Crown Tundra, I actually haven't even played the first DLC. I know, shame on me. But I just wanted to know... What do you exactly get from the DLC? Is it like added storyline and... Yeah, so you do get an added storyline and you do you do get a couple new Pokemon. So from the first one, you were given a new Legendary and that's Cubfu who turns into... Oh, I always forget the second evolution of him. You said him earlier, King. Oh, it's uh, Yershifu? Yershifu? Urshifu. Urshifu. Urshifu, that's what it is who has two types, so he's pretty interesting, uh, being a fighting and water, I believe, or fighting and, I could have this completely mixed up, it might be, I think it's dark water, dark fighting, which is an interesting combo, uh, we don't, I don't think we've seen a dark fighting up until the last DLC, and I'm not too sure what you would get at the end of the Crown Tundra, but, Included with the first part of the DLC, you got a lot of Pokemon being reintroduced. So that is a plus side of having it as well. When it comes to online battles, you know, being able to build your team up effectively, it is nice to have some of those old goodies being reintroduced. Uh, plus there is a number of issues for gameplay that, you know, overall just fix the state of the game. Okay, so not only are they updating... With this DLC, they're just doing small fixes and tune-ups and whatnot? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it is for the most part. I don't agree on the price in itself. I feel as though since Sword and Shield is the first Pokemon series to actually be $60 for each game, I do believe that any kind of updates or DLCs should come with the game for free, no extra charge. Maybe that's just me, but... Every other game was $30, unless I'm wrong about that. From what I remember, all of the DS and uh, 3DS games, they were all... Yeah, I was going to ask you, I believe you're right, though. 
Yeah, I think the DS, I remember when I got uh, Pokemon Ultra Sun, it was about $40. And I got it pretty much right when it Yeah, they may have went up to December. 40 But yeah, uh, the fact that like $60 plus, you know, you're getting an expansion of, you know, maybe some extra Pokemon, like you said, that you can catch somebody that you haven't seen in a while, which is cool and all, but... I would think, like, most, even, like, games that, besides Pokemon, that you get DLCs from, they're usually, like, ten, less than ten dollars, like, for the most part. I mean, I guess the way they're putting it with, you know, kind of like a whole new storyline, I mean, I don't know how long this would consume. It's not very long. The first part of the DLC, if if I had done it all in one session, probably could have taken me three hours to complete. Oh, wow. it, it really isn't. Especially if you're not really going around trying to get every extra Pokemon like I was, you could you could complete it in two three hours easy. So for so that I, that thirty dollars, I don't know if I could really agree on it. So I imagine people are really just buying this to see those older Pokemon again and just be able to Gigantamax them, I guess. That and uh, they really want to be able to, like I said, just up their online teams now you do have i forgot what it's called on the switch but you had the pokebank that's what it was on ds oh yeah wherein you i think could, it's pokemon home or something like that yeah that that rings a bell but you have to pay for that as well which is a complete pain in the butt and there's a lot of pokemon that you can't actually bring from the older pokemon games onto sword and shield so even having all of those older pokemon you still can't really use a lot of them, even if they're some of your favorites. And that that has some people still flustered. Even you know before the game came out, there was there was a huge back and forth about you know it it being a newer game on a newer system. I mean they've done it before and they've still been able to bring older Pokemon back. I mean when Sun and Moon came out and then Ultra Sun and Moon, it, you had pretty much every single Pokemon. In existence in both of those games and that was a ds game so why is a switch with a, a game that's twice the price why is that having less content than the other games yeah i see what you mean i mean content wise you know they're doing it a bit different obviously the graphics are definitely a massive change and for switch to make a pokemon game in general is pretty awesome i knew i know we're kind of talking about the past but uh, if I were to give my overall opinion on this DLC, uh, I haven't bought the last one just because it, it's pretty expensive. You know, the season pass is $30, but I don't know if you actually have to. I think it's too late now. If you didn't buy that, you have to buy them both or something like that, as Ian was saying. But um, You have to buy, uh, sorry to interject, but you do have to buy the entire pass to be able to get this second part of the DLC. So... so it will be $30. Okay. So yeah, that's still pretty pricey for what they're saying they're putting in it, especially if, you know, you can beat the first DLC storyline in three hours. I'd hope they'd one-up this one, you know. But I don't know. I'm curious to see what people think of this. Uh, you know, I'm hoping it's a lot better than the first DLC. But yeah, uh, I think that was pretty good for Poke News of the Week. If you guys have tried this new dlc please email us and let us know what you think because none of us have it and we want to talk more about it but uh yeah that was awesome uh, i think we're gonna move on though we're gonna get right into on the hunt with jill she's got something pretty cool for us today okay so what i have this week is uh kind of similar to uh the last few things that i've decided to pick out which are a lot of cool collectible items you know to have i know a lot of people that like to collect pokemon they have you know you have little neat figures and pins and stuff uh so what i have right now is a shop called wm underscore customs on instagram and then on etsy they're just wm customs and what they do is uh they do 3d printing laser engraving cutting vinyl decals stickers and resin casting and molding and they do a lot of cool pokemon figures uh one of my favorites that i see is it's like a shiny metal lugia 
And they all run a really nice price. I mean, they're like $13 for these little metal figures. And yeah, I just think they're just really neat little little things that you can have and put on your shelf or do whatever you want with them. And they also do other different things. I see they have Star Wars and Power Rangers on their site too. So if you also like that type of stuff, you can get that here. Yeah, definitely. I would definitely check these guys out if you haven't or ever have heard of these. I know they're not really too popping on Instagram, so let's get them there. But um, these figures are just so darn cool, and a lot of them only have like one or two left in stock. So I would definitely get here as soon as you can and check some of these out. And they're pretty cheap, too, for the detail they put into them. Most of the prices I'm seeing is just $13.60 for these main figures here but yeah these are so cool and i definitely need to look into purchasing some uh you got any opinions on these ian um nothing major i mean you two both just covered it all really you know i i like them as well if it wasn't the uk see i i'd have to see that itself but it it's a uk so it's a uk situation so i just wonder what the shipping would be like for these do we have any idea on that um, I'm not too positive. Um, I have ordered things from farther away than UK and it didn't seem to come out too high. I mean, especially since these are so cheap as they are, I feel like I wouldn't even mind. Yeah, and they don't seem too big either, so it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, the only thing I think we have to worry is just getting things from like customs and stuff. I'm reading on here this says cost of ship is twenty thirty seven. I don't know if that's exactly right because sometimes Etsy does like, you know, from just buying from them they do just estimate the cost of it. But yeah, I think that's the only downside of buying it. But you know, there could be plenty of people that do live in the UK that like Pokemon to oh, buy yeah. them, and of course, get it a lot cheaper. And even if you know you don't, you just really want something cool. I mean, you know, you should you know be willing to pay a little extra money for shipping just to get something that is unique. Yeah, for sure. The the $20 definitely doesn't seem that bad, especially if you're getting multiple things. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say that. You just get a few Which of them. I really like the Mewtwo. Yeah, Mewtwo's looking so cool. All of these, really. I think he put in a lot of detail. I, I think I saw on Instagram it was a family-owned business. So. Oh, that's even cooler. Yeah, so shout-out to you guys. Shout-out WM Customs. Definitely check them out. They make some awesome things. Lots of detail on them, and they put their heart and soul in them, you can tell. So that was awesome for On the Hunt, Jill. Um, but now we're going to head into the main beef of the show, the the good part. You know what I'm saying? We got TCG talk. And today we got a bit of a spooky scene going on here. So for TCG talk today, we got uh, two little segments we're going to do. We're going to each, each of us were hunting out this week for what we found to be the scariest card art. And then we also hunted out for what we found to be the scariest Pokemon when it comes to power. For that one, we also banned ADP because we talk about him a lot. And we all know he's overpowered, so we're not going to talk about him. But to start it off, we're going to get into Jill's first pick for the scariest card art. What you got? Okay, this one just is just spooky. So I have uh, Alistair from... It's a full art card from Legendary Heartbeat, which is the Japanese set that came out a couple months ago. And just by the looks of this card, I'm pretty spooked. I mean, it's a male trainer with a wearing a mask, which I actually found out a little bit later on uh, looking into this card a little bit more. And it just has, like, no eyes. It's just this empty hole. And, I mean, there I guess the purple little dots in the middle are the eyes, but still, it's like just empty void but it's actually reading up is a really interesting card um alistair is a gym leader uh that you can go against if you have pokemon uh shield so you can't play against him when you play sword and it says that he's very shy and fearful around people, which is why he wears masks. There, so there is a backstory to that. And it serves a way for comfort, comforting his fears and insecurities. And then it says he also has 100 masks with the same design needed in the event that his mask falls. And he 
basically uh, spends a lot of his times in ruins and cemeteries, which makes sense because he is the ghost trainer that you go against in Pokemon Shield. But yeah, I just think the looks of this trainer at the first glance is just, uh, it's the mask has just these awful holes in the face that's just really spooky looking and if I was a kid playing this again I probably would be kind of terrified <laughs> of this of this trainer and I never played shield so I don't know like if there's anything different in the game but just by the looks of it it's 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 spooky it's pretty spooky um the you know the trainer Alistair he comes off a lot scarier than what he seems to be but you know yeah, I think that's what makes it not as scary now that reading about it. Because when I first ever saw that card, I was like, yeah. I can't believe they allowed this in a kid's game. Because it's just like something that is almost out of your nightmares. But then when you read about it and you get to know the backstory, and you I'm sure even playing the him. game. Yeah, you just feel you just feel kind of bad. And you realize it's just a really shy person. And that's how they feel comfortable. And... Also, I think it's cool because that's the ghost type trainer, and I feel like if I was to be a trainer, I would want to be the ghost type because. So yeah, sneaky. if you're if you're a shy boy, try not to wear masks because people are gonna think you're scary. <laughs> it's, it's not gonna help you. <laughs> what you think about this one, Ian? I'm not gonna lie. I always thought Alistair was a girl. Same. I uh, I just found out that Alistair's been. A guy this whole time, which is just really interesting to me, because you, you never get to see the face, and there's no audio in Pokemon in terms of voice, so I always just figured that it was a, a girl, so I learned something from that. To be honest, it never, never really spooked me out, but I did absolutely love the fact that they included him into Sword and Shield, because he has a really cool lineup, and then, yeah. I mean, his best is, I believe it's Gengar. So, yeah, I think so. The VMAX. And big boy. Unless I'm wrong, I think he's the first ghost type gym leader. I hope I'm not wrong on that. Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't played Pokemon games besides Sword and Shield in a while. but Yeah, I don't think there's one in, uh, at least in Sun, because I, I played Ultra Sun. Yeah. yeah they usually stick to I, more basic types. I don't, I don't think there's one for X and Y either, so I think I think he is the first. Which is, uh, that's really cool in itself. Yeah, and it was also saying, I was looking at the lore for him as well. Uh, he started at the age of four, something like that, for the trainer. Or for being a uh, leader, gym leader. But also, you were saying you never get to see what he looks like without the mask. There's actually, I learned, a rare league card you can get in Pokemon Shield that, uh... Shows you a picture of him without his mask on. You get the league card. Oh, I do. I do want to add on to it since since we just talked about it. There's actually a good amount of ghost type uh, experts. They they call it on Bulbapedia. So there's there's two other gym leaders. That being Agatha of the. Oh no, wait, that's not a gym leader. Agatha of the Indigo Elite Four. Morty of the Ecrutique Gym. I'm not sure what uh what gem that is. But then you've got Phoebe of Hoenn Elite Four, Fantina of the Heart Home Gym, Chantal of the Unova Elite Four, uh, Ace Rolla of the Thrifty Mega Mart, and the Alola Elite Four. And then you've got Alistair as well. So he's not the first ghost gym leader? Not the first gym leader, no. And not the first ghost type expert either, but... Definitely the most notable in my mind. I, maybe and it's the youngest. It's, yeah, definitely the youngest. I guess it's because he's newer, but I genuinely couldn't remember any of the other ones. Yeah, but I was kind of disappointed he wasn't in Sword too, because I, I wanted to learn more about this guy in the game, and not being able to see him as much was kind of saddening. But, you know, it's cool that other people did. Yeah, I got to see, uh, what was it, B, I think? Oh no, that might be the other one. I forget what what's the other one for sword on this game, but okay. Uh, so we're gonna move into my scary card pick of the week. Um, I went with the Dark Slow King 
This is a Japanese card. It's number 199 from the Neo Destiny set. And I just found this one just be so sinister and weird. The art is just perfectly matching to that description. And he just has this evil look like he's getting ready to control the lightning above him to strike on his biggest Pokemon opponents. But I don't know. This Dark Slowking just gives me these weird vibes. And I wouldn't mess with him if I came across him. No matter what Pokemon I had. Because he would... Looks like he's going to put a curse on him. Got any opinions on this one, Ian? Uh, I mean, this is the most sinister-looking Slowking I've ever seen, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. I don't know. The, I think the colors is what makes it really pop for me. Looks like a villain. Yeah, I feel like he's going to be a villain in the next Pokemon movie. <laughs> no Mewtwo, it's Slowking, baby. Alright, so what do you think of this one, Jill? Um, I don't like the face. I couldn't. I can't even make out who this is. <laughs> But, oh my god, yeah, I, th I definitely think the coloring just throws everything off. And the fact that there's, like, a lightning in the background, and there's, like, palm trees, like, a storm's about to come, and he looks like he's, like, inverted, like, color-wise. Yeah, Dark Slow King gives me weird vibes. I think of a little pink, like, gushy, like, fat thing, just, like, slowly yeah. walking around, and now this is, like, I'm gonna take over the world. Yeah, he's big brain now. But, uh, yeah, that is my scary card for my pick. But now we're going to roll into Ian's, and uh, this one definitely scares me. Yeah, I, when I was looking for creepy artwork in terms of Pokemon cards, I, I came across this guy, and I just I didn't really know what to think. The fact that he was even released, just kind of, that alone scares me. But it's the Imakuni with a question mark card. So... In Japan, this card was available as an insert with the September 1997 issue of Koro Koro comic. I hope I'm saying that right. Released in August 1997. It was later reprinted and reclassified as a supporter card with updated artwork in the Japanese EX Battle Boost. Later released in the English Generations expansions. And then it originated from the Japanese Break Starter Pack. So all it is is a, a confusion card. And it says your active Pokemon is now confused. So I'm not quite sure if, if it's a supporter card that confuses your own Pokemon. Which kind of confuses me. But maybe that's just the outdated uh, wording for cards back then. Which is why it, it doesn't completely make sense. But the artwork alone is just... It's so different from what you see in Pokemon nowadays. That it just completely caught me off guard. And I knew I had to mention it somewhere. Yeah, I don't know why they went with a picture of a person. The face and the hands, it's just... And the Mickey Mouse like ears. Yeah, it looks like something off of like one of those weird Adult Swim commercials. Yeah, exactly that, actually. It's this. I could see this guy being in an Adult Swim commercial, that's for sure. I don't know if you saw this, Ian, but I was looking at this page you have here, and it says the uh, text... Uh, for the flavor text on the Japanese card, it reads, uh, Imokuni, or Imakuni wants you to play him as a basic Pokemon, but you can't. A mysterious creature not listed in the Pokédex. He asks the kids around the world, who is cuter, Pikachu or me? So... Yeah, there, there's definitely a lot of mis uh, mystery and... I think that alone makes it a little Lore creepier. behind it that... Yeah, I don't really want to get this guy in my deck anytime soon although the card might be worth something nowadays i'm sure it's pretty rare and oh yeah really different from what you normally see and it's a very old card so for sure but uh yeah i think pikachu is definitely taking the dub for cuter oh without a doubt <laughs> uh but yeah that was our scary pokemon art for this week on tcg talk uh but now we're gonna roll into what we find is the scariest pokemon power wise uh, we're going to start off with Ian, what you got? So, for the scariest Pokemon power-wise, I just had to go with Garchomp and Giratina GX. Okay. So, there are other cards that deal more damage, or are more frustrating to deal with in terms of their damage. I'm, I'm talking about ADP here. But, I wanted to mix it up, and sometimes you don't see this card... Especially because it's a dragon type and you need three different types of energy 
to really get it going. Well, technically only two types of energy. And this is still standard, too. It is still standard. So it has 270 HP itself, which is really nice. But then it has two extremely powerful attacks, one only starting with one energy. So you've got the linear attack, which does 40 damage to one of your opponent's Pokemon. So this can be any Pokemon. It's, it could be the active or it could be benched, which can be really scary if the person that you're using it against or um, if you're having it being used against you doesn't have a way to damage it back in the same turn. So while you're sitting there trying to get energy onto your card, he's just going to be attacking your benched Pokemon, which can really hurt you if you're trying to set something up for mid to late game. So, right. So then once Especially he, those evolution lines. Exactly. So then once he gets a Psychic and a Fighting-type energy onto him, or onto them, since it's a tag team, uh, you get the Calamitous Slash, which is 160-plus damage. So if you have... Um, or if your opponent has an active Pokemon that already has damage on it, could be 10 damage, or if you use linear attack and you've got 40 on it, then this attack will do 80 more damage. So you're looking at, say the, the person you're going up against has not even been hit. Your first Calamitous Slash is going to do 160. That normally will cut most Pokemon in half, even the VMAXed cards wouldn't be able to survive more than two right. hits. But then on top of that, you're securing the the taking of that card by doing an additional 80 damage because the card you just attacked now has damage counters on it. So that's, I mean, that's a ridiculous amount of damage. Yeah, and I also wanted to mention uh, another big popular card in today's standard format is those Galarian, um, what are they? Uh, not Lanoon, not Obstagoon, the first one. Zigzagoon. Zigzagoon. They throw that Zigzagoon on their bench, and it puts, uh, you can put a damage counter on any of their Pokemon, so that's giving you that extra 80 damage right there. Yeah, which, it, it can just be really scary. And then, on top of that, you've got, it's an okay GX move. I wouldn't say it's one of the better ones, but on top of its damage capability, I mean... Having a GX move definitely doesn't hurt. But basically, you discard one of your opponent's Pokemon and all cards attached to it, which can be a make-or-break moment in itself. That is really oh, yeah. good. I think... Doesn't Mewtwo have a better version of that? Um... Isn't it multiple Pokemon in their energy? Like, all of the... Nah, that was one we talked about last week. Uh, I think... Jill mentioned her, I think it was Tapu Fini GX. She was able to, her GX move was able to get rid of two Pokemon or something like that from the bench. Mm. I think it was only from the bench, though. I don't know. Oh, okay. But it, it could be benched or active, which can be a pain, but I don't think it's as good as, it, there, there's a car, I think it is Tapu Fini that we were talking about that, that has a slightly better version of that. But um, the good thing is, though, is that if you're, attaching an extra three fighting energy to it then you get to discard two of your opponent's pokemon instead however that that is a lot of energy to have on one card so it's not always a go-to situation but if you're able to especially since you get to harass the other the other team once you get this set up and if you're not taking a hit right off the bat you can really punish for a while with this card um then, I mean, it, it can be completely devastating. It can be a game winner any day of the week. Yeah, if you're able to pull that uh, end... That, I love the name, by the way, GG and GX. If you're able to pull off those extra energies and get those two opponents into their... What is it? Yeah, discard. So they would have to be able to pull them back, too. So that's just, I don't know, annoying to face because if you get two Pokemon set up, ready to battle, and then they're just boop, discarded you know pretty much gonna lose unless you can recover but yeah that was pretty awesome um who we got next let's see we're gonna roll into me i chose the mega gengar ex and this is from x and y phantom forces i know it is way out of format but i just wanted to talk about it because it was 
pretty scary, powerful in its time. And not only is the art pretty weird, too, this Gengar's got a third eye, but it is a pretty good card. So we're going to start off... Well, obviously, you need the Gengar EX to be able to evolve into this, but if you are able to pull that off, you got one main move here, and it's uh, one Psychic Energy and two Colorless. It's the Phantom Gate. And basically, you're able to choose one of your Pokemon's attacks and use it as this attack. And it has no restrictions. You don't need to build up the energy they need for that attack to use that attack. You just need that one Psychic and two whatever other energies to use whatever of your other Pokemon or of your opponent's Pokemon's attacks. So, I don't know, they could have attacks for 200 damage or something, and you're able to use it for this attack. So that is just nutty. But uh, yeah, I also picked this because the card is also very scary. It's got like slime and scary Gengar on it. So yeah, you guys got any uh, any opinions on this one, this move here? Um, yeah, actually, the move kind of goes into what I'm going to be talking about next. Um, a very similar type of situation where you can use um, kind of somebody, another Pokemon that you don't have that isn't your active Pokemon, you can use an attack for. And I think anything that can do that is just automatically powerful because whatever another person has, or, well, with this one, it's another person has, you know, they could have something that does something super crazy, and it doesn't matter because you can just... Yeah, you get what you need, and you can use and... what they have. It's nutty. But yeah, this was a Mega Gengar EX. It's from Phantom Forces, and... If you could play this in Expanded, I would definitely try to play it because it seems like a lot of fun. It kind of reminds me of Ditto or Mimikyu or something like that, which are also two strange, scary Pokemon. But uh, we're going to move into Jill's pick. What you got for us? Okay, now this one, when I first saw it, I was like, what the heck? I can't believe that nobody I've heard really it's talked about this card and how powerful it is and it's the Mewtwo and Mew GX from Unified Minds so it still is in standard format and the main thing about this card is its ability which is that you can use the attacks of any Pokemon GX or EX on your bench or in your discard pile so you can use you know any tag, any tag team that has crazy moves. I mean, I've seen somebody use it with one of my favorite tag teams, which is the Rashirard card. Um, and, you know, you can use that Flare Strike, the 230 damage, and then you can put another one of those in your deck and also do another 230 damage the next move because with that card, you know, it its ability, you can only use it once every other turn. And yeah, I mean, you can just just keep getting trainers that discard your Pokemon and use this card and use pick pretty much any card, especially if you're playing in standard, that you want to use damage for and just put it in, get a lot of supporters, put them in your discard and just play with any move and you can even switch up whatever moves you want to do. So you don't have to do, you know, the same Pokemon moves that you were doing you know, your first attacking turn, you can use a whole other Pokemon that's in your discard or on your bench. And, yeah, another thing is, I mean, even the GX move is pretty interesting. I mean, this itself is 200 damage, but you can also heal all damage from all of your Pokemon. So if you have stuff on your bench and you're using this card and you're using their moves... And then, you know, somehow, whether you switch it out or they have a Pokemon that attacks the bench Pokemon, you can just heal it and you'll be perfectly fine. And it just seems like, I don't know, a very hard-to-beat card. Yeah, um, this card that Jill picked is one of the most popular cards. It's very powerful and just being able to have those capabilities of using any move from your discard and then also being able to heal all your Pokemon... That combination is just deadly. And then I've even seen um, articles from a while ago. I forget when, but there's people who won competitions with these and they were able to use all the starters, all kinds of energies. They had Blastoise, Charizard, and Venusaur in the deck and they were able to use all three of them and use them against whatever they needed to, whatever weakness worked best. So I don't know. The fact that you can use like any energy on this, I don't know. It's 
it's interesting. You can make some really cool decks with Mewtwo and Mew. So that's a good pick. What you think about this one, Ian? Any opinions on Mewtwo and Mew? Yeah, I hate this card. <laughs> Every time I have to go up against it, it, it makes me want to cry on the inside. It is a really good card overall. It's, it's just scary. Just everything about it is scary. This should have been one of the cards we used for scary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like Ian was saying, it's it's a very scary card to face. I don't have it personally online or physically, but I have faced it a good amount of times. And just the pain of having to look into their discard to see what they can use is another thing that's just like, ugh, Mewtwo and Mew again. But, uh, yeah. Thank you for that, Jill. That was our TCG talk for this week. We got some spooky ones, uh, but we're going to take a little break and we'll be right back. Okay, and we are back. So we're going to get into the card openings of the week. Uh, Before we get into that, I just want to apologize. Last week, we forgot to uh, read the codes from our last pack. So before we open each pack, we're going to read the code from last week as well. But we're going to start off with Jill. We both got some darkness ablaze for you this week. But uh, yeah, what you got? Okay, so I'm first going to read the code card from last week, which is uh, Burning Shadows. The code is L. T M N G nine T T W P M seven B and that is the code for last week's Burning Shadows. And then this week I have a Darkness Ablaze. I'm excited to open. I'm gonna say water. Okay, and the code for this is four X four. C two X V B Z R N R N and that is for a darkness ablaze. And the energy is electric. Dang it. So I have a Lunatone, a Staravia, I'm saying the light, a Puppetar. Jigglypuff, a Ducklet, a Carablast, a Galarian Daramuka, Maka, a Larvitar, a Reverse Hollow Rookedy, and a Green Dent. A Green Dent. Not really eventful. Dang it. We just can't pull on this show. I, I know. I mean, last week I pulled a. Better hollow hitmonchan but still we need the big shinies okay so i'm gonna read my code from last week i had a evolutions pack it was t p j p c c w t six t l four q and again that was evolutions and i'm gonna get into my darkness ablaze so how much health you got on that this has 120 oh wow I don't know if I'm going to beat it, unless I pull goodies. Green code card, uh uh-oh. Okay. You guys want to guess the energy? I'm going to say dark. I'm going to say psychic. Dark. Oh my god. Dude, Ian has just been on a constant roll with guessing (laughs) the energies right. I know, and you're not... He hasn't got one wrong. And you're not pulling... Yeah, I forgot to guess Jill's, but... Um, yeah, I feel like me guessing these correctly is what is giving you guys bad pulls. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Okay, I got a Simiseer, a Doug Trio, a Rare Fossil, got a Diglet, a Squovet Fat Squirrel, got a Shelmet, Pampor, Teddy Ursa, a Reverse Hollow Larvesta, and... An Arctovish with 150 health. Oh, wow. So, not a good pool, but I take the dub again. 
Actually, this is a pretty cool Pokemon. You got one water and two colorless. It does 90, and then during your next or during your opponent's next turn, this Pokemon takes 60 less damage. And then it has another move for one water and three colorless. You do 130 damage, and then your active your opponent's active is asleep. So it's not bad. And I got the rare fossil to evolve into it too. So look at that. All right, so those were our packs for this week. Um, we're going to move into what did Jirachi do this week. And uh, as we were saying earlier, he had a little bit of a camping trip. So, Jill, you want to start us off? What did Jirachi do this week? So, yeah, we went um, a pretty decent drive away. It was about like a three-and-a-half-hour three drive to our camping location. And this was his first time camping ever. And I was a little nervous because it was supposed to get pretty chilly at night and he's just a little like about 10 probably over 10 pounds now pug and he's still a puppy so I was a little nervous so we got him this little bear jacket which is like the cutest thing and you can see that on his instagram jirachi.pug and anyways yeah he um did really good on the car ride and then we got up there, and of course, when you're camping, there's a bunch of little critters outside and other dogs at this campground that we went to. And he just loves to bark at them and insert his dominance, even though, he, again, he's a little 10-pound punk. <laughs> he thinks he's protecting us. And he definitely was. Uh, last night, I mean, not last night, the night we were camping, uh... Jirachi was pretty much up all night just like scoping out through the tent and like looking for anything that was making noise and he just had his eyes peeled open all night and it was kind of funny. Uh, he actually did start to get tired though and we brought a big mattress into our tent but uh, he ended up slipping off to the side and he fell asleep in like a little crack of the mattress so that was kind of funny. But uh, yeah I think he had a great time uh, besides the fact it was pretty darn cold. Everybody smelled like campfire, and I think it was a great first camping trip for uh, Jirachi. We actually went to uh, Colonel Dennings State Park. It's in Pennsylvania, and it's actually a really nice place. It's very mountainy, so if you're in the area, I would definitely check that out if you like camping. But uh, yeah, anything else you want to add about Jirachi? Yeah, other than the fact that, you know, also the next day when we were back home... Um, a fire truck went by and its lights were on and it was, you know, making the good old fire truck noises. And like I said, he likes to warn us if there's any danger. So then he started and he doesn't do a full bark. He does this little like half bark, like a little rah. Like it isn't a full thing. <laughs> and he kept doing that. And that's what he was doing camping because he would see like another dog walk by or he would hear like a squirrel running in the woods. And he just stood there and he started like doing little like grunt barks. And then Keegan's other family was sleeping in the tent kind of next to us. So they started laughing because they heard him. So then that made him bark even more because <laughs> he just thought they like he was in danger and he just wanted to he was just on lookout like he was going to protect us. Again, a little ten pound pug. It's really sweet, but also just I don't know, me and Keegan were just up laughing all night at him. Yeah, it was definitely a fun camping trip and uh honestly overall he was a pretty good boy. We were sitting by the fire, you know, this man's usually crazy and jumping out of his pants but he was sitting on my lap resting by the fire in his little bear suit and he he enjoyed it i would say but yeah that was what did jirachi do this week and now we're gonna move into our last segment of the week we got gotta catch them all pokemon products we're gonna start with jill what did you got okay so this week i have um uh, another clothing item, which I just thought was really neat because it's a Charizard tie. See, now, my mom, she's getting married in two weeks, and I still have to figure out I'm going to be a part of the wedding, so I'm already set and ready for that. But I have to figure out what Keegan's going to wear. And you know, I mean, I think this tie would look really nice. <laughs> So if you're trying to dress up for such a little formal occasion, they even have some Charizard cufflinks 
to, you know, really set the set the mood. I mean, there's a Charizard gray polo shirt. You know, if you're going, I don't know, golfing, I don't know what you would wear a polo shirt to. They also have, uh, like, the little pocket, like, handkerchiefs with uh, Charizard on them. So, I mean, yeah, you could look pretty fancy going up to my mom's wedding. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely get the some, full, uh, you know, attire. shiny black Charizard really pimped out tuxedo. Got the cuff links, the little pocket with the Charizard handkerchief coming out. You know, I'll, I'll be looking fly. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know if you would be <laughs> but, wearing uh, the Yeah, that's cups, awesome. Uh, but, uh, if uh, anybody's interested, definitely check these out. Uh, it's like a brand classics, I believe they are called. They're doing a little collaboration with Pokemon. Uh, they've done it before, but they got these really sweet ties. And I think they're black because of the new hype for the shiny Charizard. But check them out. They're really awesome. Uh, Ian, what do you got? So for this week's Pokemon product... I decided to go with the Pokemon TCG Champions Path Collection with the Hatterene V. So the reason why I chose this is because of the Hatterene V. So it's not really the best card out there currently. However, it does seem to pack a punch. And like we talked about last week, Psychic type decks really seem to be on the come up. And this card just further shows that that's true because... For two energy, you get to switch one of your opponent's benched Pokemon with their active Pokemon. Which, uh, is that the boss's orders that does that? Yeah. Yeah, so this card just completely replaces that. You no longer need to fill up your deck with a couple of those. You throw out Hatterene and get two energy on the card and now you can do that every time. But here's the kick. The kick is, is that the active Pokemon just put into play is now confused interesting so that that is a massive pain but then on top of that you put one more energy on top of this card and now you get to do 90 damage when you use mental crush and if the pokemon is still confused fingers crossed you also do an additional 90 damage so you're doing 180 with the pokemon possibly still being confused by the next turn. So this is a, a pack-a-punch kind of card here that you can really throw out for some good damage with a Psychic-type deck. And, I, I mean, this card alone makes the $20 for the box very worth it, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, because not only are you getting those four Champions Path booster packs, which, you know, I'd say are around $5 a pop, you get the Hatterene V, you get the oversized card and the normal one. So, yeah, that's definitely a good deal. Um, I'm going to move into my Pokemon product of the week. I actually also picked a Champion's Path box, but this is the Champion's Path Marnie Premium Collection. And the reason I actually ordered this is because I have my own coming in about a couple days, and I'm really excited for it. Um, so what you get in this box is you get a foil card featuring Grimmsnarl V. You know, not a bad card, not too much hype around it, but still, you know, nice promo card. You also get a nice shiny Morpico V, and that also isn't too bad of a card, but it's not what the hype is here for. You also get uh, two collector's pins, one featuring Morpico and then the other Grimmsnarl, but Morpico in this pin is in like his hangry mode. He's all purple and black, and he just looks so cool. Like he's ready to eat people because he's hangry. But then the main part of this uh, box here is you're getting the eight booster packs of Champion's Path. You know, praise that I'm going to pull a shiny Charizard. I'm actually going to save one pack for next week so we can hopefully pull that on the show. But uh, you also get a playmat featuring Marnie and her Pokemon partners. And that's pretty awesome, dude. I'm going to be flexing in the tournaments with my Marnie playmat, you know my hangry more pico and whatnot but then you also get a a code card and yeah basically all these nice things here i'm really really just getting it for the uh the packs of champions path not gonna lie it's kind of like my extra elite trainer box here because it comes with eight but uh yeah 
really excited for this product and I can't wait to get it. I'll be telling you guys all about it next week, I'm sure. But yeah, that'll finish up Gotta Catch Em All Pokemon products for this week. And before we end the show today, I just wanted to add in a little bit of a miniature segment for this week and for the following weeks. But it's uh, Pokemon Trivia. So for this week, the question is, at 0.2 pounds weight, Haunter is tied with Ghastly, Cosmog, Kartana, and what other Pokemon? So the question is, at 0.2 pounds, you have Haunter, and he shares this weight with Ghastly, Cosmog, Kartana, and what other Pokemon? We'll be giving you guys the answer for that next week. But uh, yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up. That'll be a show. Uh, I just want to shout out Anchor, anchor.fm slash Podcast. Check us there. You can support us there. You can see all the different platforms we're on there. Um, follow our Instagram, Podcast. We're going to be trying to be posting pretty often there as much as we can and kind of more information about the podcast episodes. But definitely check us out there too. Please leave us some emails. We really want to do this new segment with listener emails. So make sure to email us at pokeypodcastmon at gmail.com. That's P-O-K-E podcast M-O-N at gmail.com. But uh, yeah, I think this has been a pretty awesome show. Is there anything else you guys want to say before we wrap it up? Nope. I learned a couple things as usual. Had fun. Yeah, I definitely learned some things today, game-wise and card-wise and lore. Jill? I was going to say, to add on to your Marnie uh, Champion's Path box that you're going to get, you can really flex, because not only are you going to get the placemat, but you also have Marnie card sleeves and the little box that you got when you got, uh, was it Legendary Heartbeat? Yeah, I got an Elite Trainer box from the Legendary Heartbeat set. That was on yeah, the... with Marnie on it. Yeah. So I think you'd just really be flexing with I the know. trainer. I'll have the box, the sleeves, the trainer box. You know, watch out, dude. Me and Marnie are gonna take you guys out. But uh, yeah, it's been an awesome show. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week.